Hello friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm Nile Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and we turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either from our wonderful listeners or online and we answer them on the topics of sex and dating. And this week, let me tell you, I have an apology to make. And I, I've been meaning to do this for a while, but we've had so many things planned for other things. But this needs to get off my chest. Um, I apologize for making the claims that Tinder is easy. Because I hadn't been on Tinder for a very long time. But I recently did a little experiment on it. And uh, people aren't lying now. It's, a, it's an absolute nightmare. Well, you know what? That leads me into our first question. Well, I want to, what, well, let's see what the first question is, and then we'll circle back to what I want to talk about if it doesn't cover it. This is Mr. Nobody Jr. Okay. I have not dated in 10 years. What do I need to know about dating in 2021? Okay, so this is a great, a great segue mm-hmm. into what I would like to talk about. Um, so when Cinder first came out, when I was single, I guess seven years ago, six years ago, around that time period mm-hmm. um you had unlimited likes you could say yes to as many people as you wanted to uh and usually nine times out of ten the people who matched with you would be on the top of your stack when you ent- open the app the next time you used it and you know that's where they would be and and it was that was the design of the app where it's like usually the first couple people you say yes to or you see are the ones that have previously said to you when you weren't using the app um now uh well they did introduce tinder plus or premium or gold or whatever the fuck they call their their premium package their paid platform when i was still using it and it was it was essentially like you had unlimited swipes you could undo marks and i think you could see the people who liked you I think is how, or I think that was the package that you got when you paid um but other than that everything still worked as normal let, take a guess what it's like now. Well, I've seen your shit, so I know this. What do you mean, what do you, mean you see my shit? We were fucking swiping the other day. Oh, yes. True. So what it's like now, it, it is a completely uh, pay-to-win model at this point. If you are not paying for Tinder, at least as a straight man, uh, you will not get matches. It just will not happen. Um, Or rather, you will get people who are liking you. So the way it was happening for me was I made my profile. I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it. It, It's a throwaway thing. So I was like, you know, here it is. I get notifications constantly being like, someone liked you, someone liked you, someone liked you. Great. You open the app and at the bottom, there's a little counter being like, you know, 16 people liked you or however many people have liked you since the last time you used the app. Click on that. and It's like, well, you have to pay to see this. And I'd be like, well, you know, I'll, I'll come across them in my own time. So I would swipe and no matches. And then I'd be out of yeses for the day. And that's it. At that point, I was like, okay, uh, I would uh, next time I would use it the next day. It would be like X amount of people have liked you. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to say yes to everyone. Because there was a chance that maybe I was saying no to the people who said yes to me. Mm-hmm. So yes, 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 yes. Said yes to everyone. Still no matches. But according to Tinder, I had like 40 something people who had said yes to me. So I did this for a few days of saying yes to everyone. And my likes kept going up. But my matches, I just wouldn't match with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like so, at all? At all. Literally zero matches. And I would I would say yes to everybody. Mm-hmm. So there was no chance that I was saying no to the people I was 
I was, you yeah. know, who had said yes to me. Um, no matches, despite the fact that every day I would get a notification saying that like 10 people, 20 people, whatever. So I was like, okay. Would that number keep going up? That number kept going up. Okay. Um, so people were saying yes to me, theoretically, mm-hmm. but I just would not come across them. So I was like, all right, well, for science, I host a sex and dating podcast. Let's see what happens. I bought Tinder Premium, which I have I told you how much it is? No. Guess how much Tinder Plus is? $9 a month. It is $30 a month. That's insane. That's more than Netflix and it's Amazon more than- and Disney combined. It is all of my streaming services, pretty much. I don't pay for any streaming services because people just <laughs> give them to me. But yes, it's like that is my Netflix, my Crave and my Disney Plus. I'm pretty sure around that price. Mm-hmm. Um, that's wild that's for insane. a dating app. It, it is pretty much market sa- like most dating apps are around the same price. I think Hinge is around the same price. Bumble's around the same price. Uh, we'll talk about those other ones in a bit, though. So sure enough, guess what happened the second I bought Tinder Premium? Uh, matches? Matches. Yes. I, everyone I said yes to match, 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 including the ones. And then that's on top of the ones that you can then go into and actually just like see a list of everyone that said yes to you, which mm-hmm. you can then filter yourself. Be like, yeah, I want to match with them. No, I don't want to match them. Hmm. Do you think it ends there, though, Niall? I'm going to say no. So, no. On top of Tinder Plus or Gold or whatever it is, there's now Tinder Platinum, which is an extra $10 a month, which allows people to see you more frequently. Okay. That So if you've liked someone, that will put you at the top of their stack. And that's an extra $10 a month. It's so fucking seedy. But here's the other thing. There's also a thing called Boost, which does more or less the same thing. You get like a premium spot. So they'll show you, I guess, to more people. I don't know. And those are, I think it's, I think they're like $2 a boost. Hold on, let me. Tinder Gold or whatever, like the, the base package comes with one a month. But yes, if you wanted to and buy. Like, is it like Pokemon Go where you just like pop one and get more Pokemon for like an hour or. Yep, pretty much. So when like, I use it my. Hour, is it like 10 minutes? Do you know exactly? It's, it's 30 minutes, I think. That's so fucked. Yeah, when I used it, I got a ton more matches. So, like, it worked. But um, and then let me tell you, there's Super Boost. <laughs> Guess how much a Super Boost is for six hours? $10? $92.99. Pardon? Almost $100. That... What? What does it and do? It Like, does it teleport people, like ready and willing to your bedroom because i have no idea it says so the the descriptor of it it says up to a hundred times more views no matches just you will be seen a hundred percent more i can only imagine it's actually negative because for that price everyone has to see you all the time like there they should be a fucking away blimp. Like 19 danes in the way maybe it is maybe it is a fucking blimp but the- that's obscene the predatory nature of dating apps now there are some like hinge is still a very functional app i in my opinion hinge is the best app right now to use and i understand why everyone was saying that it's fair It, it there doesn't seem to be any like there's there's paywalls there's the ability to like buy roses which are kind of like super like in tinder um and there's the ability to like boost your profile and mm-hmm. see the people who have matched with you. But these are like additional as opposed these... to being the only way it functions. Correct. So hinge is still like, I can 
the nice thing about Hinge too is when you like someone or something, you like either the picture or the prompt, you can add a message. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like a catalog of meat the way yeah. that Tinder is. There's at least some content. You can show like a little bit of your personality. So mm-hmm. Hinge, for my, if you're looking for a dating app to use in 2021, Hinge is my my suggestion. Tinder, don't, I, I would use Tinder. You know what I mean? For sure, get on there, but do not let Tinder be a any sort of indication. Don't let any app be an indication of your worth or your attractiveness. But Tinder is so fucking rigged and so predatory. Again, this is from a a dude, like a straight dude in his 30s. So I don't know if it's different for everyone else, but it is so predatory and it's it's means to make money that Mm. I would say the app itself is almost useless for dudes unless you're paying money. Yeah. Which ain't great. So yeah, uh-huh. I guess as per the question, 2021, go to the fucking hinge if you're doing online dating. I will also say, um, uh, okay, Cupid is also a pretty solid dating app now. Before hmm. it was, it was a li- like if you're looking a little bit more for the dating side of things, but okay, Cupid has a very extensive list of uh, being able to choose what you identify as in terms of the gender spectrum, you can actually select, be like, hey, I'm cool with non-monogamous relationships or I'm specifically looking for monogamous. Mm -hmm. You can select um, what kind of relationship you're looking for and then hide it, I believe. So you can say like, hey, I'm looking for one night stands. I'm looking for casual sexual encounters and but not broadcast it. So you'll be shown people who have similar interests without having it sit on your your Mm, profile. Without it being like in your face. Yeah. Um, so like, okay, Cupid, again, if you have a more refined dating palette in terms of like what you're specifically looking for, the options there are actually pretty robust in terms of like what you want to filter in and out. And again, there's paywalls. That's just going to be a thing, especially I'm sure Tinder's making a fucking fortune. Yeah, I'm sure that sucks. Yeah. Cause yeah. I remember back in the good old days, it was just free and easy and it was successful but you know what i'm glad we came out and said this because i remember when we were like messing around with your tinder at the bar and it was just like awful (laughs) yeah it's like the worst thing so you know what we do apologize for being a little cavalier with that that advice we were working off uh old intel yeah very old intel so i i do want to apologize for i was pretty pretty flippant about being like tinder's not difficult tinder's not hard all you do is get on there and swipe and it's like no that's Unfortunately, that's not the case anymore. No, it was just old timer Tinder. Yeah, back in my day. <laughs> you didn't need to pay $100 to be popular for six hours. <laughs> yeah. I, like, who's paying that price? Hey, you know what? Someone. Well, that's the thing. It's like we are like the the desperation that Tinder must cause on people and the insecurities that it must yeah. prey on. Like so the fucked. fact that it's. Like it, it specifically puts you into a, a spiral of like, God damn, like no one likes me. Mm-hmm. I, I am undateable. It, it's such a predatory thing. And yeah. I would I would highly recommend that you do not use if you're going to pay for a dating app, don't pay for Tinder because it's it's so bullshit. Pay for a dating app that will benefit you, that will enhance the experience as opposed to be like, this is the only way to do mm-hmm. it. You can't use our app unless you do this. Yeah, I feel like the only reason they can do that is because they were so popular for so long. And it's like if people start easing off the gas, 
and stop giving them their money, then they will be forced to be like, wait, look, we, we work again. Yeah. People there know. is a nice thing with uh, Bumble. Mm-hmm. You can do, you can pay for premium privileges for a day, which is like oh, yeah. $5. And I was like, that's great. That's a great little addition. If you like, you know what I mean? Like, cause it'll show you be like, Oh, you have X amount of likes. Mm-hmm. And, but when you go to it, they're all blurred out. So it's like, if you're curious, five bucks isn't anything to be no. like, yeah, sure. Let's, let's clear this list. Let's see who likes me. All right. Any other advice for 2021 dating? I mean, that was fucking just apps. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot. I mean, just, just I, qu- quickly, if anything major, because I feel like the person in question, it's like they've dated before. The main difference is kind of like the onset or the change in online presence, right? Obviously, yeah. pandemic aside, but. Well, I would say consider the pandemic. Um, think about things like dates to smaller local restaurants. Support them. If, if you're going to go out for a date, support a local restaurant. Support a, a cool, smaller bar. Don't go to, you know, big brand name corporate restaurants. Go to your locals. Um, the other thing is be respectful of people's hesitation when it comes to dating. If they want to meet outside and, you know, have a little bit more safety, that's fine too. Discuss what you guys are comfortable with. Because some people, you know, have the talk of being like, hey, are you cool if I hug you on the when we meet it's mm-hmm. it's a pretty common thing like everyone is kind of like testing their boundaries and seeing what they want the whole like kiss at the end of the first date is also something you have to be like i mean i think we're in a, a great position to now be like hey i'd like to kiss you due to COVID. are you cool with that and that like yeah. you know what i mean you can now use COVID as a means to be like to really break the ice for mm, to bring that up night. smooching yeah you don't have to worry about like you know trying to read all the tiny little physical signals and like when should i jump in oh my god is she angling her head are are those lips puckering am am i moving you know you just say it because hey that's that's a good lover there if you care about someone's like comfort and health and all that go for it but yeah i mean i think that's those are the big things it's like taking people's pandemic weariness Mm -hmm. into consideration and knowing that dating apps are not a direct reflection of your attractiveness or your viability as a partner, like they're out there to make money. And if you're very, very successful on your app, you're, they're not going to make money. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember that. That's the most important thing I think I could tell you about modern dating is like all these apps need you to have some level of desperation so that you will pay them. Mm-hmm. And most of that desperation is manufactured by them. Mm-hmm. All right. You got a question? I do. Um, You know what? We're going to keep kind of on the train here. This comes from Power of Cinema. Does any other guy feel replaceable in dating? I feel like I have no value. Every girl I see has an army of guys waiting in the wings, and I have to compete with them while she can show up and do whatever she wants, and I'll still be there trying to get her attention. I'll still be there trying to get her to think I'm better than the other guys she could be talking to. If she has social media or Tinder, it's likely I'm competing with every guy on campus, every single guy in the city, perhaps even uh, guys outside the state. It takes so much asking and rejection to get one girl to agree to go on a date with me. I'm not some good-looking 6'2 hot guy, so I know it's it'll be nearly impossible for me to find a woman that's willing to give me a slight chance. If I mess up even slightly, she'll move on to the other nine guys that she's texting. I have no value to anyone I try to date. Is this just me? Is this what it's like to be a guy? Is dating always like this? Wow. People aren't your competition. Don't think about that. And also, like, that's just broad statement there. And another broad statement is like, if you don't think you have worth, why would anyone else necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, you need to, first off, believe in yourself. 
because if you don't, it's just going to, you're shooting the entire process in the foot before you even begin. Right. So throw all that. I don't have any worth shit out the window. Like first and foremost, realize that you do have worth. Every single person does. Everybody brings something to the table. Um, and like, you need to be able to realize that. Yeah, 100%. imagine going to get a fucking job interview and they're like, all right, what's your greatest strength? Or what's your greatest strengths? Uh, literally nothing. I have nothing to offer this company. Do you think you're <laughs> going to get hired? No, I'm not going to hire you. Yeah, you need self-confidence um, for dating. I think you also just need it for life. You know what I mean? There's no point meandering through life, being miserable and, and insecure. It's like every single person has things that make them unique. And that's what makes you you. And that's what gives you value. And, you know, you should learn to love that and revel in it and quite the opposite of, of the problem you're having is that you are you and nobody else is so that's the number one best selling point about you yeah too it's like like it doesn't fucking matter like i can hear you like swirling around in this whirlpool of like insecure thoughts of like all these just these men all these men around you just competing and so many men just boys everywhere sure I'm sure there are some guys who cares. You know what I mean? Like you really shouldn't get up, like hung up on that, especially not to the level you clearly are because again, you are you nobody else is. So it's like, if somebody likes you, doesn't matter that there's like 20 guys, you know, on campus who are hot and just like living with that fear of always being in this like competition. I can't imagine that's any good for your mental health or, just for you and dating, because if that's always in the back of your mind, are you ever really present? Are you ever really like trying? Or are you just like walking around looking at every boy and being like, it's him. I know it. He's going to text you later. And the idea of like, being like, oh, if I mess up once that mm. I'm gone, it, it, this isn't like a dating sim where women have like a heart meter beside them. And if you make, <laughs> you, oh, oh, you've chosen the wrong answer. Minus three heart point. Like that's not how it works. So if you say something fucking dumb, sure, maybe they might be like, oh, this guy's a fucking weirdo. Like if you come up to them, I don't know, like the fucking dude a couple episodes back who was doing statistics in the, the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. Like or if, the if one that's... who pulled out his ex's nude on the first date. Yeah. Like if like... you do any of this shit. Yeah. Like it's not the fact that you've messed up and now you don't get another chance. It's the fact that you've done something fucking weird and mm-hmm. they don't have to put up with that. Which, let's be fair, is all of life. It's not just dating. It's like if you walk into work and you whip your dick out and you're like, oh, it's, it's a worm. Like, yeah, you're going to lose your job. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like if you're two minutes late because there was a, you know, a traffic accident on the highway, you're fine. Like that's the same with dating. It's like if you try to make a joke and it doesn't quite land, they're not like, mm, he's not very funny. Dead to me. Yeah. No, like you're you're good. Like life isn't that dramatic. It's like you just need to not be a piece of shit. I get the fucking anxiety about it. I I definitely do. And like I I'm seeing things through a whole new like lens since my my Tinder revelations of being like I understand how these insecurities manifest because if you're on Tinder, you know, for however many hours a day or using your swipes and you're not getting anything and no one's liking you, you're getting no match. It's like, I, I can understand how you could spiral into this level of insecurity. But what you need to do is, like Niall said, it's like you have something to offer. It's called being you. And if certain people aren't into it, that's fine. I'm sure there are people you're not into. You're not obligated to to be into everyone the same that women aren't obligated to be into you. Mm-hmm. So you just have to find, as we've said a thousand times, mutual interests, 
join clubs, go to places that, you know, mean something to you. Board game cafes. If you're into board games, join a fucking like D&D group at your local board game or your game store. Join, you know, a rock climbing gym, a box, like join something where you have, where you have the opportunity to meet new people in spheres that also like interest you. And you're going to mm-hmm. find people who have mutual interests. And again, I'm not saying this is, you know, every woman there is going to throw themselves at you, but you at least you have a jumping off point as opposed to like just looking at women as a, as a, you know, a sea of, of women and being like, one of you have to like me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be able not- to be like, hi, look at this cool thing we're both doing that we both like. And that's a pretty good start point. And worst case, you make a friend and you've, you know, had some experience talking to someone. You know, that's not a pretty, that's not a bad worst case. No. It's a step forward in dating because having friends and being social are massively important things, you know? And on top of that, even if you never make a friend, you're doing something that you love and you're developing yourself and hopefully learning to love yourself a little bit more. Because step one, and the biggest advice I can give you in this situation is you need to be self-confident. Yeah, I mean... The the shittiest thing that I see and encounter and, and hear about and overhear at the bar and see on Twitter is like when people have nothing of substance to add to a situation. If all you're worried about is being dateable, but then haven't, you know, traveled or, you know, you're not a part of any clubs or groups, you don't have a friend group you, you and you've made no effort to, you know, round yourself out as a person and you've made like... Yes, if you don't have anything to talk about because the only thing you've cared about is getting a date, it's not going to work out for you. You really Mm -hmm. do need to have some lived experience in order to have meaningful conversations. Because if someone's like, oh, I I just did a trip. Like, have you ever traveled? No. Cool. What are your interests? Tinder, watching (laughs) Netflix. Like, all those things are boring. Everyone does that. So you need to find what makes you unique and pursue those things and enjoy those things and like sort of submerge yourself in the the goo that is you your you goo so this i'm just gonna throw this question in here this isn't my question i'm just adding it because it's almost the exact same as your question but on the female side i become incredibly insecure because of modern dating culture remember i was younger i would never it would never cross mind that I'd be talking to or seeing somebody else. I had trust in people, but now I see my friends get cheated or cheated on. It's fucked up my perception of dating and makes me insecure. I immediately think the person I'm interested in or dating to is talking to other people. Or sometimes I continue to talk to other people so I don't get attached or catch feelings. I've even told if a guy hasn't made it official with you, remember he's single and will act accordingly. But I want to get attached and catch feelings. I want to show interest. I want someone to know I want to be completely and 100% about them from the beginning, even if we are figuring out where it goes. I hate the mind games. hate noticing the little things and red flags that make me think there's someone else or something. I don't know if I'm picking up on it or paranoid and insecure. It's like, hey, yeah. I mean, like, the there's a line in there that says, like, oh, if you're not exclusive, he's single. Mm-hmm. That's a That's a fact. Yes, that is a fact. And it's not a bad thing. Because no. imagine everyone you met. It's like, shit, we're dating fuck i don't know if he's any good but like fuck like i i'm exclusive with this stranger now yeah i do have to ride this out until it's miserable end yeah like you know best case it's like you break up with them after four weeks or three weeks or whenever you realize they are in fact garbage because the majority of dates people go on like don't go very far can you imagine I- if everyone you met was 100 percent about you from the beginning that would be 
hell on earth? I, li- I literally wouldn't date. No, because like, no, but like nobody wants this. And we've seen this question a million times. And it's like, no, you you want a fairy tale romance. You want like to meet the perfect guy and have them want to date you instantly. And it's like in your mind, yes, it all makes sense because they're perfect. You're perfect. Everything goes perfectly. But that is a fantasy and a dream and it doesn't work. And the fact that people don't date instantly is how you learn how people are and whether you're good together. Like that that's a very important part of the process. And it's not modern dating. You know what I mean? I think if there was always like levels of this before, you know, people didn't just meet and be like, we're married. Yeah. I mean, like I, I get the whole, like, you know, chances are in the fifties, it was like, if you asked a girl out, you probably weren't asking like another girl out the next night, but like there were, the fifties isn't a time to look back to and be like, yeah. damn, I wish, I wish we had those ideals still. It's yeah. like, there was so much backwards nonsense. It's like, you know, wh- the treatment of women was terrible back then. Mm-hmm. The tra- treatment of people of color was terrible back then. Mm-hmm. The fifties is not a thing that we should be idolizing. And, and even the thing we're talking about from the fifties wasn't good either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone's like shit. I really wish I had less opportunities and chances and choices in my romantic life because if you want that you're you're wrong you're crazy (laughs) yeah you it's we've said it again a a thousand times where it's like you need to give people space to make their decisions and the and, and that's how you find real relationships that's how you find like a lasting committed relationship if like i probably wouldn't be with amanda right now if after a couple months, she was like, I would like to be exclusive or what are we? Because at that point in time in my life, I didn't want a, a, an exclusive relationship. Yeah. So I would have been like, same I'm thing really with sorry. Me. Like I, it takes a while sometimes to get over a bad relationship. And on top of that, it's like, you know, various life things and blah, 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 blah. And like my girlfriend was just so chill about everything and like very realistic and reasonable and open. And we communicated and all these things. And it's like, there was no time limit. There was no like, oh, you bet. You know, there was no like tension and all this shit. It's like we we had a great time. And when it came the time to date, we dated and it was great. Like, and if it had happened in a different way, I think we would have fucked it up for both of us. You know, 100 percent. Like I said, like I, I with 98 percent certainty that I would not be with Amanda if if it had gone that way. And, and that would be a big pity. It would suck. 100% suck. And I think if, I think if you look at most of the couples who got into a relationship because of that ultimatum, they're probably significantly less happier than if you look at the people who gave themselves time, allowed themselves to explore the other options, and come to that conclusion together on their own time. I think mm-hmm. those couples, like those relationships... and properly and yeah. like genuinely, you know? Because you might see a couple who, you know, got married because they thought they had to. But are they happy? Because mm-hmm. probably not. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they are. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it works out. And that's uh, well, great. There's, there's always exceptions to every rule, you know. But either way, like, people need to take a breath. Be confident in yourself. I'm saying it for, like, the fourth time. You are great. There is somebody out there for you, no matter who you are. Once you're not getting bitter and jaded and paranoid and upset about all these things, because that's going to be one of one of the main things that will ruin all of this for you. 
So be confident. You always have something to bring to the table. And if you mm-hmm. feel like you don't, maybe work on that. You know what I mean? What is it that you love? What is it that you're not doing? Are you doing things you don't want to do because you're too worried about your true passions? Or are you just focusing on dating? Kind of like in a void with no actual... Because you could go and, as Dane said, join a club and do all these things. And you'll be building yourself while opening all your possibilities. These are the things you should do. Be positive. Build yourself up mentally, physically, you know what I mean? Emotionally, fucking spiritually. Like, have a good life. Do things that benefit you. And, like, the happier you are and the more confident you are, you'll be fucking eons more likely to date somebody. Think of it this way. And this is how I try to explain it to people. If someone says, oh, hey, unlike, what does your week look like? Or, you know, what do you do for fun? If you say, oh, I like hanging out with friends and Netflix and going out. Yeah, everyone does that. But if you said, oh, you know, like on Tuesdays, I'm part of a co-ed dodgeball team. Uh, Thursdays, I take my improv class. And then, you know, Friday nights, I get together with my friends. We play D&D. And we've been doing that for three years. That... Mm. What's more interesting to you? Like what what has more opportunity to develop into a conversation or develop into something being like, man, dodgeball sounds fucking awesome. Like, is there mm-hmm. a spot on your like that like there's or even just it, like how how long have you been doing that for? Like, are you guys in the league? Like even basic fucking questions as opposed to like, oh, Netflix. Yeah, what do you watch anything? On, what do you See, watch on Netflix? It's like you watching that squid game? Yeah, like everybody's watching Squid Game. We get it. It's not exciting. And, and the thing is, I feel like the only people who say things like that are people who legitimately are super fucking boring and have nothing going on in their life or people who are too scared to admit that they do things. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're embarrassed that you write fantasy novels. Maybe you're embarrassed that you like, you know, do fucking woodworking or knit or some bullshit like which you shouldn't be. You know, you no. should be proud of all the things that make you you and you should sing them to the fucking heavens, you know? So be confident, be yourself, yeah. build yourself up. You always have something to bring to the table. There's somebody out there for fucking everybody. Fuck all the people waiting in the wings because they're not you. And that's the point. You know what I mean? You wouldn't want to just be the only guy. So like, oh shit, you get the girl by default. Like that's, that's sleazy. What you want is someone to cho- choose you for you because that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. And the point is, and this is something that I want to highlight and it's, and it's very particular what Niall just said is people need to choose you. Mm-hmm. That needs to be something that they do. And that needs to be something that they do in their own time. And we've said it, you know, we just talked about it, but it, if you're forcing them to make a decision that sucks, that's not an honest to God decision. That is a, well, you know, ultimatums when it comes to being like, well, either we date or you don't get to see me anymore. That sucks because, you know, the the weaker willed people will be like, well, I really like hanging out with you. So, yeah, I guess we'll date. And that's the wrong choice. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. because so let people choose you. Give yourself time. Also, let yourself choose people. Don't just settle for the first person who gives you attention. Don't settle for the first person that matches with you. That's not the way this works. If you go on a date with someone, even if it's the first date you've gone on in eight years, and it's like the closest thing you've had to a chance at romance, if you go on a date and they're bad, or you don't connect with them, and there's no spark, or there's no romance, call it quits. Yeah. Don't don't stay with them because you think that's your chance. Mm-hmm. Because it's not. It, no. And like, sure, may, maybe you just don't get another fucking date for another eight years who cares is it really better than being in a relationship that's mediocre or like miserable? Is, <laughs> is is mediocre what you want written on your tombstone i don't think so relationships are very rarely mediocre 
if there's a problem, that problem only compounds as time goes on and it's harder to get out of because you've sunk more time into it. So just, you know, respect yourself, love yourself, be fucking confident and don't worry about other people because it's, someone's always going to have a choice in the relationship and it's not your place to like deny them those choices or like get in the way of those choices. It's your place to be the choice she makes because you're great. Yeah. And you do so, that by being you. And if you have a hard time believing in yourself, know that Niall and I believe in you. We do. For like the split second, if you ever doubt yourself, just be like, well, you know what? Dana and Niall believe in me. So mm-hmm. I got this. And we have great taste in people. It's true. We do. Um, speaking of great taste in people, we have a agent submitted question. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Agent Snapshot. She would like to know. Am I the asshole? She oh, says, hey, guys, no. started listening a few months ago. And you are now my go-to for commutes and various other downtimes. Oh, I'm yeah. up to episode 100 so far and often find myself cracking up in the car and looking around to see if anyone notices. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Um, my question is about what's fair to ask of your spouse slash partner and what is too much to ask. My husband, 42-year-old male straight, and I, 41 female straight, recently had a big dis- or a pretty big disagreement and much of it centered around a photo of myself that I shared with a friend. The photo of me was of me outdoors, fully clothed, though with a significant amount of cleavage showing. It was a POV photo of me in my hammock facing out to, into the yard, no face in the photo. My friend, a female who I only know online, had shared photos in our chat from time to time, and this is the first time I had shared one. My husband saw it. He was not snooping, uh, and I was not trying to hide it, and was very upset. He seemed to be upset on two fronts, that I had shared a photo which I previously previously sent to him with someone else, and that I had shared a photo of myself over the internet in general. Actually, I can understand reason number one, as we had just started dabbling in sexting fairly recently. It's not such a hard compromise to agree not to send photos we've shared with each other to other people. But complaint number two just seems unreasonable to me. I agreed to delete the photo and stop chatting with the friend as a result of how heated the argument became. Even though we are married, it seems overreaching, bordering on control. Am I the asshole? I don't think so. I think that he has a different insecurity that he's trying to rationalize by being like, oh, you sent a picture over the internet. Like, let's be fair. Let's start with that. That isn't a bad, like, that's not a thing you can be upset about. What if I say, like, what, like, it can't just be any picture and the internet. Those are massively broad fucking terms to be able to have to stay away from. I send you pictures fucking dozens of times a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of our friends, I send pictures almost every hour. You know what I mean? Like our memes. Okay. Our, I assume it was a jealousy thing where because there was cleavage and because their face wasn't in it, he saw it, got upset, worried about cheating. Maybe didn't know that the recipient was female. Cause they did say they were straight, right? Yes. Both of them are straight. Yeah. So maybe they didn't know that, and then he got so caught up in the, like, fear or the anger or the embarrassment that he, like, clawed back his dignity or attempted to by, like, change, you know what I mean? By changing the argument, being like, no, I was actually annoyed at this. Because that's kind of how it feels, because just being like, oh, you sent a picture over the internet is an insane thing to be upset about. Now, I do think, like she says, I think point one has some merit on his side. I think that, like, if you have recently started sending sexy pictures to one another and this was a a picture that you deemed as a sexy picture Mm -hmm. and you sent it as a sext, I understand that he would then, like, I understand his kind of irkedness. Of being like, well, if this was a sex to me, then you're now sending it to someone else. Yeah, which, you know, the point of a sex is to be sexy, to be provocative. So 
does that point then change? Like, why were you sending it to this person? Right. I assume like, you know, I doubt it was like, oh, yeah, check out my hammock. This is the only picture I have of it because that's kind of weak. Right. Or even I, I think there is. I, I mean, like, I know a lot of the girls uh, or the women that I work with, like they've all talked about like how they send each other their nudes and they send each mm. other their like sexy photos. And and like it's a hype up like girl gang. Well, that's you the know, thing. It could circle be that- of positivity. She just was like, I feel I'm feeling myself like, look at this sexy picture again. Like, I assume that there would need to be some context, which we weren't provided. And I assume that the husband got the context because, like, I can't imagine this conversation going down without you explaining why you sent it. Yeah. So the fact that it's missing is kind of hard for us to deal with because I think that's a key part of this puzzle. But, you know. I do also think that saying pictures we share with each other, you can't send anyone else. I assume it's implied that they mean sexy pictures. Yes. And I think that's a very fair rule. Yeah. I think that if you are saying, hey, this is this is a text that I deem as sext, I think that means that it stays between you two, regardless of like how tame you might think it is or how tame it actually is. If you guys have like entered into this realm of, hey, we're going to sext. And even if he's sending you like a, a picture of just like an unbuttoned shirt, if that's what he thinks is, this is sexy, like this is going to get you going. I think you would probably also be a little upset if you found out that he was sending it to other people as well. I think the the fact that you guys are both straight and you sent yours to a woman there, like there's, there's that kind of gray area as well. But I do understand the idea of being like, you designated that photo as a sexy photo for him. And you then sent it to someone else. So I understand his his concern there or like his, the reason why he's upset. But mm-hmm. as you said, I think the idea of being like, you shouldn't send pictures to, to anyone over the internet. Now, there is also a caveat here too. You mentioned that you know her only online. Mm-hmm. So he might be a little concerned about security. And I think it might be a little over the top. I think if... If you have like Zoom calls with this person and you know that they are who they say they are, I I think he should chill out a little bit. But if it's just sort of like I, like I don't know how you know this person, yeah, and what like you a mean by based Discord server that like you've never actually met or you know what I mean? Like they could be Greg from down the road. Yeah, so there's that as well. So this is this is one of those really hard gray areas where I don't think either one of you could be wrong. I think you guys really do need to sit down. One, I don't think you should cut off friendships because of an argument with a spouse unless there's like a real good reason. So I think you need to sit down and be like, no, I think you need to sit down and say, hey, I get it. I understand from now on, if I take a picture that's meant to be arousing for you, I won't share it with anyone else. I will say if it was the case where like you're sending it to a friend because, you know, you kind of like think you look good and you want to boy yourself up, maybe explain that to them. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And and maybe see if that can be a caveat, right? Because, like, you know, if I wanted to send you a picture of me looking good in a suit or something or vice versa, you know, or you want to send me that picture of you wearing a bear head, you know, just to get some boy compliments, <laughs> you know, we've all done it. It's fine. And I think, like, you shouldn't have to feel afraid of that. And I, I imagine that if they know that that's what you're doing, they're not going to be like, oh, no, I'm worried you're trying to seduce your best friend, Claire. You know what I mean? So, it, again, I imagine a lot of this stemmed from, like, being kind of taken unawares, seeing the picture, being sent to somebody else, and, like, everything surged up in him before he got all the details, before he realized it was, you know, because for him, he just saw it being sent and, like, jumped to conclusions, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, like... 
hash it out, talk, explain your side. And like, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with keeping private pictures between you guys private, right? At all. I don't think that's him being controlling, but there definitely is something wrong with you can't send a picture over the internet ever. So, you know, figure out healthy boundaries, you know, try not to get heated and explain where each of you are coming from, because I feel like it's understandable. Like if you caught him sending a sexy picture of him and just saw it kind of like in the sense side of things, you'd be confused if it wasn't sent to you, right? Mm. Maybe upset, maybe scared. You never know, right? So I think it's reasonable enough for him to have reacted. Uh, It's reasonable enough to maybe have some kind of like keep X, Y, and Z type pictures between us. Um, But I also don't think it's unreasonable to be able to send pictures to your friends if you just feel like you're looking good and there's no ulterior motives. And it is wildly unreasonable to ban you from sending pictures over the Internet. So I think it is it's going to come down to you guys being like, okay, we had our we had our blow up. Let's talk about this as a means to clear the air and to clear up our expectations moving forward in the future so we don't do this again. Like, let's mm-hmm. figure out where we stand on all this. Um, and and I think everything that Niall just said is is what you do need to address in the conversation, but it is a conversation I think you guys should have. It, it sucks to, like, do things and, and be like, mm, I don't know if he's going to like this, so I'm going to make sure he doesn't see it, because then you're being sneaky. Like, mm-hmm. or there's no need to just do be this. like, I don't know if we're going to have a fight, so I just won't do it. Because then you're going to start to feel bitter. Exactly. So it, it's it's a thing that you really need to like put your cards on the table, explain where both of you are coming from, and try to find a meet in the middle situation and be like, okay, cool. Th- these are our rules going forward when it comes to these kind of pictures. And I guess pictures in general, I don't know. That's that's something that you I think you should be a little more firm on of being like, I'm going to send pictures to my friends. Sorry, if like, you know, if, if we're out somewhere cool and we look great, I'm, I might take a selfie and be like, looking good like do you have instagram like i don't i don't yeah. know where the where the line there is so that's something you might need to to figure out on your own what your personal boundaries are and then bring that up hopefully this conversation goes well you know what i mean and they go yeah i'm sorry i kind of like you know went off a little bit and you're like yeah i'm sorry i didn't explain you know whatever happened you guys meet together and like come up with something if for some reason he's like, no, I stand by what I said. You can never send a picture to anyone on the internet. Then yes, controlling and probably should leave. You know, I'm hoping that's not going to happen because it seems like a very uh, worst case type scenario. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing to be gained by not addressing this because you all know there's some kind of issue resolve- revolving around this. But like you don't have the parameters yet. So there's always going to be that like walking on eggshells feeling and you're not going to know what to do or when it's going to explode. And like, if you don't take away what he thinks you've taken away and vice versa, there's a lot of like potential for an even bigger argument down the line. If someone's like, I thought we, we already had this issue, but like you're not on the same page. A hundred percent. Good luck, but doesn't look like you're the asshole. No, I think we can pretty definitively say that you're not an asshole in the situation. I think it just, all miscommunication and misunderstanding. So, and that just needs to get cleared up. Mm-hmm. This is by Puzzle Headed P52020. Boyfriend secretly watches porn while humping me. I, 25 year old female, and boyfriend, 28, for nine years, currently not in good terms. So, we problem with sex. He always fails to reach the edge, sometimes because of the reasons he's one, exhausted, two, the temperature is set on extremes, or three, no reason his willy is just not hard anymore. I think it's because he just added some weight. He now weighs 220 pounds for a 5 feet 5 inches man. However, 
I caught him twice watching porn when he's having me behind. I caught it because he puts a pillow behind my back to put his cell phone while humping me. First one, I forgave it and just gave cold shoulder, but now he did it again. I'm giving him now a cold treatment. What should I do? Does this mean anything? He doesn't want to talk about it and just keeps giving me the childlike, annoying, giggling smile every time. Ugh. That got real gross towards the end. Uh, look, I get the dude's... Like, being tired and being hot are two easiest ways for me not to finish during sex. Yeah. Like, if I'm too tired and if I'm too hot, like, heat is one of those things where it's just like, I'm like, I I want to come so badly, but I am so fucking hot that it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It happens. But to, I mean, like, the move of being like, not only pulling out your phone during sex, where are you getting it? one where do you have it where's where's it just fucking within arm's reach anyway and then not just pulling out the phone to secretly watch porn but to literally like set up a pretty cool like phone watching station on top of your partner that's the thing how is this secret this is this is very obvious there's no reason for a pillow to be on your back in doggy yeah like like i think you're giving him a lot more credit than his dude this isn't secret which Maybe he thinks you'd be cool with it. I don't know. But like, this is not secret. This is very obvious. Yeah, I would love to know how like the first time it happened played out. Like, was she just kind of like, oh, there's a pillow on my back. <laughs> and the only reason you know is because like maybe you move too fast and the phone and fell the phone, off. Yeah. Like, D- does he have the sound on? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even be, be sure. So, okay. Can we just address the weight line? The he can't finish because he put on weight? Yeah, I would imagine that insecure, like insecurity is a massive thing that might stop somebody. So sure. if, you, if you're going to bring it up like this in the question, it kind of feels to me like you maybe have brought it up to him. So maybe like that's part of the problem. And that being said, like it's it's flip sides of like, like it's two of the same coin of the sense of being like, if you're sort of mishandling the weight gain situation, that's one thing. And that's something that you need to talk about. And that's something we can talk about in a bit. But it's also like if this dude also thinks that this is okay, regardless of the reason. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is not okay. I'm just talking yeah. about the him failing to like finish. And it's like if you're being I, I'm just very worried they're being shitty about the weight. That's my only aside. Please don't be shitty about the weight, right? Yes. Are they treating this right? First one I forgave and gave cold shoulder, but now I'm giving him cold treatment, which is obviously the escalation of cold shoulder. Yeah. Is is uh, this the way to go, Dane? No, no. What, absolutely. Should, what, should, what should they do? Does oh, it mean man. anything? Sir, there's there's a word. I can't think. It starts with a C. It's, mm. uh, it's on the come, of my tongue. Come, come shower. Yeah, come shower. You need to come shower this. Mm-hmm. No, fucking talk to them. But here's the thing. It sounds like they did talk to them. And like, hey, don't use my back as a fucking porn stand during sex. <laughs> oh, like if that was the response, to, if that was the response to anything, like if if I was having sex with someone and they kept like fucking biting me or pinching my nipples really hard or something, I was like, hey, stop that! And they were like, <laughs> I, I would be so done with them. Like if to they be fair, if. if most anything happened and i was like hey you know and they were like like i'd be out of there yeah so, especially a 28 year old man yeah basically you ne- okay you've been together nine years you should be able to talk about this you should be able to talk about anything if you cannot talk to them just 
fuck this issue. The, 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 that issue is already so bad. If you cannot talk to him, don't date this person. You know what I mean? Just flat out. Yeah, so you need to talk to them. You, you cannot accept this. And if they literally will not leave, if they do talk, you need to be like, hey, why are you doing this? You need to figure this out. Like, don't ask us. What should you do? You should talk to them. Does it mean anything? I guess it means he wants to watch porn while you guys fuck. Like, yeah, there's you can like bring it up and and maybe you can come to a conclusion or like a, a compromise of being like before you guys have sex, you can put porn on the TV and kind of like mutually masturbate or fool around. Maybe like, you know what I mean? Like in court, like if it's something that he feels he needs to do and it's something that you're cool with, maybe introduce it into your sex life. You guys have been together for nine years. Sometimes yeah. you need a new fucking spark, a little bit more tinder into the fire. Like, that's fine. But if you're not cool with it, and this seems to be a new sexual aid that he requires, maybe try to get to the bottom of why he requires it. Yeah. And, and I, try I, to, to root out the problem from, from the base, as opposed to just like being like, oh, I don't like that you did this. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit. Yeah, that's not the way forward. So, like, try to leave your ego at the door when you're when you're having this conversation. You know what I mean? It can be tough, especially if someone's, you know, saying that they're no longer as turned on or attracted, like, with the way you do things currently. You know what I mean? Like, it could be a pretty hard conversation, but, like, you need to be able to get through it without giving them the cold treatment, and they need to be able to get through it without giggling like some kind of haunted doll. Fuck this cold shoulder bullshit. Get it out on the table. If he's unable to, do not date him. Yep. Like, you can't yeah. date someone who won't talk to you about important things. That's just it. Now, it is the spooky season. There is a good chance he is haunted by some sort of mischievous porn-watching gremlin. That is, of course, a possibility. And I'm, I should have brought it up earlier. So maybe wait out the, the month, if this continues, in November. Mm -hmm. Well, then you have a problem. Maybe get a priest involved. You might need to expel this gremlin. We'll see. But uh, a priest anyway, make him sit in a circle of salt, you know, get a priest with a phone stuck to his back to distract him and then do the incantation that we're going to email you. Um, actually, you know what? As per Tinder, if you want the incantation to remove this gremlin, you are going to have to pay <laughs> us eighty seven dollars a month. And you only have the incantation for six minutes. <laughs> All right, let's let's do some Tinders. At the end of every episode, we like to peruse online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge and look at profiles to see what works, what doesn't work, and uh, in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Hey, Dan, you ready for a test? Sure. You got pen and paper? Nope. You got a phone you can type on? I guess. Okay, so this, this Tinder is a test. Oh, okay. All right, so hit me. You're going to answer these questions, you'll get plus or minus points, and you have to swipe if you score more than 15. You guys can play along at home if you'd like. Yeah, true. Tell us your scores. Tell If anyone gets 15, we want to know about it. Do you like to stay at home, Dane? Uh, yeah. Give yourself five points. Okay. Do you believe in God? No. So you don't get those five. Do you work and or study? Now, do I lose the points? No, not yet. Okay. So uh, I, do, I do work, yes. Four points right there. Are you Ooh, family or orientated? I guess. I, well, points. no. I'm going to say no because like mm. I don't want a family. I think it might be like are you close with your family? Okay, then yeah. You get 4 points. Do you drive? I don't. You're going You know, I'm going to play as well. Hold on. We're yeah. we're bringing this dude's big fear. It's two <laughs> men fighting over this woman. It's true. I think it's actually a guy's profile. Are you not clingy? Uh yeah, I'm not clingy. 
Are you able to compromise? Oh, Wait, sorry. If get... you're not clingy, you get three points. Okay. Are you able to compromise? Yeah. So you get another three points. Do you have a okay. positive outlook? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Do you have goals in life? You get Wait, two what points. Happened? Sorry. Okay. I've got goals. Sure. Two points. Man, I feel like there's a real big minus coming up. Do you remain calm in times of anger? Yeah. See, I don't know. That one's confusing because if it's if it's already times of anger, you know. I think it's like, do you punch the wall? Do you go full Kyle, or can you talk while you're angry? Fair. All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give myself those three points, and then three cooks. Points, yeah. yeah, I know you do. So that's four points right there. That's a lot of points, right? You're doing pretty well. Yeah. So if you don't believe in God, minus five. Okay. If you're not good with parents, are you good with parents? I'm great with parents. Okay, you don't lose four. Do you need attention twenty four seven? No. Okay, you're good. But you don't drive, so you're going to m- lose one. Okay. Do you go out nearly every day? No. I mean, like, partying? or Do you go out nearly every day? I assume they mean partying, so I'm going to say no. Do you smoke or drugs? I don't. And you're, oh my god, are you always gossiping? No. Do you have hundreds of guy friends? No. Then, wow, you only lose the Lord and the driving. Uh, okay, so I'm at... Uh, do some math for me. I'm bad at math. You well, I assume you made it. I assume you made it. Well, I want to see how many I got. Okay. I, I am pretty much always gossiping, so. And I'm going to count myself as having hundreds of guy friends, so. Uh, okay. Because I feel like it's not very literal, and I do have quite many amounts of guy friends. In fact, I think you all should, should take that minus four. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll take the minus four. Uh, so I'll just remove that one. What's your final score? Oh, my final score is seven. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Mine's 22. Well, damn. Did you take the How minus you... four for guy friends? Yeah. Well, I'm always gossiping. Oh, uh, okay. You know? Damn, you you failed that test. You know what? That's okay. I don't like this guy anyway. I'm going to give this a three. Because it's it, it, 10. This is a great test. Save me looked, a. It looked more fun than it ended <laughs> up being. There's like no. There's no humor in here. They're very into God. They're very judgy because they have hundreds of guy friends. It's very slut shamey, I think. Always gossiping. It's very like sexist. Goes out nearly every day. Also slut shamey. You know, it's it saved me a fortune on having to buy a new Cosmo to do one of their quizzes. So that's great. That's why I liked it. It's getting a three from me. Uh, yeah, no, this isn't a profile. Like I shouldn't have to do an application, especially not on fucking Tinder. Mm-hmm. So fuck this shit. Stop clicking that pen. Nope. Um, So this is Sabrina. It's spooky season. Let's snuggle and watch House of a Thousand Corpses. Young, dumb, and full of cum amidst the sixth extinction. Must love cats. What was that last bit? Amidst the sixth extinction? Yep. What does that mean? I have no idea. And they did say they were full of cum? Young, dumb, and full of cum. Okay. I really like the start. I do love that their name is Sabrina. Like... If there's any other month for you, it's got to be this, right? Oh, I wonder if the Sixth Extinction is a Sabrina reference. Oh, uh, like the new Sabrina? Boo. Yeah. Um, ooh, I give it a five. I like House of a Thousand Corpses and Spooky Season and Cuddling and the name Sabrina, but everything else a little... Oh, no, the Sixth Extinction is apparently a theory that the book argues the Earth is amidst a modern, man-made Sixth Extinction. Extinction. Mm, I'm also now worried they're an anti-vaxxer. I'm down to yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give this a two because okay. it worries me. 
Are you ready for this? This is a mm-hmm. guy. Uh, their name is, is crossed out, so I can't read it. When we get together, we're going to cuddle. Low-key, I'm a cheat. I'm going to cheat a lot with girls that are uglier than you. Lol, I'm going to break up with you every day over nothing. I'll make it seem like it's your fault, even though it was my fault. And then when I leave you broken and insecure after months of working on yourself, when you're good and happy, boom, I'm going to come back in your life with my toxicity and I'll fuck up your peace. P.S. I will get you pregnant. Father of none. Well, here's the thing. It sounds like he's very bad at all this based on the fact that he says, I will get you pregnant, but Mm -hmm. doesn't have any kids. So it sounds like perhaps this man doesn't know what he's saying. It is actually a great partner. Judging on his Tinder profile, I'm not surprised he's never been able to enact this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, very funny. It's funny, but like, I'm not sure what the point is. It's a weird flex if this is the joke. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing. I feel like this is almost spot on what some women are looking for. Now, <laughs> it's it's not what anyone will ever admit to looking for, but like we all know people who like gravitate towards this almost word for word tactic. Now, I do love the weird compliment where it's like I'm a cheat with girls uglier than you. Yeah. That's such a weird specific thing. It's like no one hotter than you. Don't worry. <laughs> Well, I think it's meant to imply that like, like, I think it's still, it's almost like a backhanded insult of being like, I'm not even going to try to to make them more attractive than you. Who knows? I don't know. It's, it's a zero for me because. Yeah, I assume it's a joke, but even then it's like, there's nothing that flips it. You know what I mean? There's no like, lol, just kidding. It doesn't end. So yeah, zero. This is Tariga looking for a serious relationship. Single, widow, divorced are welcome. Married, lunatics, sex phone, one night stands, friend with benefits, please swipe left. I'm sorry, sex phone? Sex phone. <laughs> Damn. I what? assume she means phone sex or like sexting, but sex phone in and of itself makes me think that maybe there's just this like really devious, very charming phone out there mm-hmm. making us round on Tinder. She's dealt with him before and she will not again, sir. Not today, sex, sex phone. I've already dealt with you. She's super into the widows, though. Yeah, that's powerful. She doesn't care about your trauma as long as you're not married or a lunatic. Hey, not wrong there. It is It's going to be a five because I would swipe them to ask about the sex phone. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay, we've got a Bumble snippet. Okay. What makes a relationship great is dot 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 the prompt. And their response is trust and etc. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. It kind of phoned it in on that one. But like, you don't say and etc. You say etc. Maybe they think the phrase etc. is what makes love great. I, it hurts me so much. Every time I read it, I'm like, ugh. Trust etc. Fine. Trust and etc. No, I will never date you. Zero. Yeah, I'm going to give that a one. Um, this is Alexandra. I believe it was Benjamin Franklin who said, you've reached the end of your free trial membership at BenjaminFranklinQuotes.com. Is that it? That's it. See, I like it, but it doesn't give me enough. It's going to be a six. I think it gives me everything I need to know. It's going to be a, an eight. It's pretty good, though. Okay, this is Lee about me. This is Bumble. Let's pursue kindness, humility, and vigilance as we tend to this fallible world. I mean, that's quite poetic, quite nice. Yeah. But about you? Like, the, it's the about me section. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, that's... Yeah. 
Is that is that about you though? Is that really I, telling me anything about you? That's no. I guess it's they they don't understand easy assignments, and they are poetic. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like it's it's like I said, it's very pretty. It's very nice, but uh, not really telling me much. So I'm gonna give it a a five. Let's be fair. It's also vague and like, you know, it's like when you waffle a fucking like essay in university. They're just using big words and saying stuff to fill up space. It's like, this doesn't tell me shit. Vigilance, kindness, and humility? How? Fallible world? What are you talking about? I mean, fallible world makes sense. We're a pretty fallible world. This person is a three. Okay. This is Erica. Sam, the first night at bed when you left, Ron made out with two girls and put his head between a cocktail waitress's breasts, also was grinding with multiple fat women. When you left crying at clutch, Ron was holding hands and dancing with a female and took down her number. Multiple people in the house know, therefore you should know the truth. What? I assume this is a quote from something. I assume so. But why is that your fucking, why is that your Tinder profile? Yeah. Oh, it's from Jersey Shore? Sure. I mean, a while, like a deep, deep cut, I guess, unless it's a huge, like, meme from jersey shore but also jersey shore hasn't been on the air for fucking years probably no. close to a decade at this point i don't yeah, know it's really weird it's a very strange fucking move like it's nothing nothing about it i hate it it's a zero i'm uh, like it no i think zero yeah it's like it's confusing and like it's kind of fat phobic i guess as well yeah i don't know it, it's garbage and i hate it mm-hmm all right, last one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. It had to happen. This is Julia. God first, Christian, politically conservative looking for the same, values more important than interests, a balance of laughter and strong conviction, smile, swipe left if you're vaxxed or planning to get vaxxed. Yeah, easy zero. Yeah. Moving on, Julia. Get on out of here. Thank you very much for listening. That's going to do us for this episode. It's been a pleasure, as always, to hit you with with the advice. And I hope that you guys learned something. And I hope that you stop giving your money to Tinder. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for the song Paper Stars. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions, everyone who listens, all of our Patreon followers, for sure, because you guys are the best. Uh, if you have yet to sign up and you want to support us, we really, really would appreciate it. Um, it. It helps us keep the podcast on the table. Head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. And if you would like to submit a question like Agent Snapshot did today, uh, hit the contact form. If you'd like to support the show as Niall has suggested, click the Patreon link and it'll bring you over to Patreon and it will give you the options. You, there's four tiers, so you can choose something that fits your budget. If you don't have the cash because we understand the pandemic fucked a lot of shit up. Uh, tweet us out. Share us with the friends. Tell your friends. Post us on your Instagram. Um, you know, just share the word. And that is is all we can really ask of you. So thank you very much for your guys' support. Mm-hmm. And if you do have the cash, for the price of a beer, you get a brand new episode every month. Uh, you ready for some terrible sex writing? Absolutely. The over-sexualization of society is killing us. This is posted in our conspiracy. Porn is everywhere. It's in your child's classroom. It's in nearly every social media feed. And this is not good because it's devolving society into a circle of misery. For guys, it's wake up, go to work, jack off, sleep. For women, it's wake up, post sexy pictures, receive instant gratification, go to bed. There are no more traditional women, no more traditional men. Society has destroyed traditional masculinity and created a generation of submissive rodents who pay money to see pictures of girls wearing lingerie and swimsuits. 
They also have destroyed feminine women. Every woman today is either a blue-haired hippopotamus who doesn't take care of herself or a borderline prostitute who survives off male attention and whores herself out on OnlyFans. How do you fix society when we've been fucked for two, going on three generations, and no one wants to fix things? I hate to break it to you, my dude, but uh, prostitution is kind of the oldest job in the world. And if you're trying to tell me that 30 years ago, men weren't going to strip clubs, women weren't going to strip clubs and paying for women's attention. Like, also, what are you talking about? This is not the, the voice of a man who's like, yes, I respect women and don't oh, yeah, I mean, in any way like demean them and put price tags on, you know, etc. Yeah, the whole thing is just reeking of like, I want to go back to a time where women weren't allowed to talk. Yeah, also, that's, notably, that's a traditional woman. Men get up and work was included in their thing, but it wasn't for women. This guy sucks. No, because they're not working. They're whoring themselves off. Yeah, I forgot that everybody's doing that unless they dyed their hair blue. It's a nightmare. And my name is Dane Miller. It is a nightmare. And my name is Niles Payne. And we've been your fuck buddies. 